Three dudes, one movie, 20 years. It's time to go back to the show. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. Get away from her, you bitch. Boy, that escalated quickly. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And here are your hosts, Danny Widener. I just want to tell you both good luck. We're all counting on you. Jonas Stolpe. Come in with the mail. Come in with the mail. Come in with the mail. And Robert Peck. Come on, yeah! Welcome, everybody. To another episode of Back to the Show, I'm Jonas and Danny and Robert are here too. And uh, you know, uh, welcome. It's an, it's another exciting episode, guys. How we doing? Hello. Oh my god! Already. Hello. By the way, I don't know what you mean by that. I don't recall that being part of the movie at all. <laughs> did there, wait, did, did that happen in this movie? Uh, maybe I don't know. It was something stuck in my head. Huh. I don't really know why. <laughs> guys, this. Uh, this week, uh, we are doing City Slickers from 1991. I was excited for this one. Real excited. And Titty Slickers, 1992. Oh, oh boy. Oh, the follow-up. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell the you. The follow-up. Uh, Curly's <laughs> Gold has a whole different meaning on that one, baby. <laughs> gold, golden Curly's? Is that what you're uh, oh. It was there. I'm sorry. It was there. Uh, the whole new meaning of hello. Oh, my God. I got to tell you guys. <laughs> Again, I'm not sure what you're talking about. Not sure. <laughs> yeah, Titty Slickers, none of the original cast return. It doesn't even seem to pick up much where the original is. <laughs> Just a vague people. cowboy theme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, guys, City Slickers, uh, directed by Ron Underwood, who made, like, made some other movies. Yeah, what did he do? What he, other movies? He, uh... He okay, so I'm, I, w- I was looking it up, and because I, in my mind, I was like, like, oh, maybe Ron Underwood is like, maybe like Frank Oz directed this movie, or someone that was like, or Harold Ramis or something. But it turns out, uh, no, he directed. Here we go. I'm looking on the internet. Uh, well, you're not prepared. No, oh, hang on. Well, here we go. Hello. Click <laughs> <laughs> on the old search bar and then R. We just lost our two listeners. Oh fuck! <laughs> so he directed Tremors, which is oh, which is actually oh, one that we were thinking about revisiting because I remember that movie. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. City Slickers. Then he did a movie called Heart and Souls. Don't know what that is. He did my. Oh, Hero. he did Heart Mighty and Souls with uh with Robert Downey Jr. Right. Uh, that was a great one. That's correct. Like great, like I remember funny. liking it. I was little. Yeah, it's like uh, ghosts, and uh, he has to help them find their way. Anyway, we're doing City Slickers, not Heart and Souls. <laughs> no, but so here's what, here's what happened, guys. He made that. Then he made a movie called Speechless and a movie called Mighty Joe Young, which I kind of remember. Although oh, I never fuck, seen that it. was bad. That's and I never saw and that. This is why, by the way, this is this next one is exactly why we have not heard from him a lot recently. The Adventures of Pluto Nash. 
<laughs> oh no! Which is like a, is a career uh, destroyer. <laughs> yeah, that's a historically massive, <laughs> epic, expensive flop. So that wasn't that. Isn't that famously one of the worst flops? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's also like, it's money also like yeah. the movie that like wrapped up Eddie Murphy for the next twenty years. Basically. Yeah, it's like that and the the pirate one with Gina Davis. Yeah, like oh, the two cutthroat. biggest. Flops. I want to see that one. Cutthroat Island. Oh That's yeah, right. we can do that one. I would like to revisit that one. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go ahead and put it on the board right now. Okay. Put it on the board. Put that one on the board. Get it on the wheel. Oh yikes! Okay. Anyway, so so right. So City so Slickers. We, we should we should address the elephant in the room. We made an executive decision that Garbage Pail Kids. Oh yeah, not happening. <laughs> okay, that is true. That's true. We well, we made a decision. We made a decision. Are we just we're just skipping it this week? We couldn't take it on. So, in the interest of some better programming, sorry to all you people who watched Garbage Pail Kids. We <laughs> you idiots! <laughs> oh man, no heads up at all. This is why probably podcasts are like also on the internet, like on Instagram and stuff too. You know, so people can like talk. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Oh, we should. we have Instagram, don't we? No, we don't. I don't know. What, what do we have? Twitter? We don't have, we don't have any things. We I started anything. it and then well, like, I I think failed. we might have those things, right? They're just like a blank page right now. <laughs> <laughs> Jonas, that's your goal is to update it and start talking to people. Yeah, am I, man. Am I the social media? Do I run social media for the podcast? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're that the guy. Social media czar for the podcast. You should get a ponytail too. And <laughs> 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 some turtlenecks. <laughs> I love how I love how Danny equates the internet with ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> what are you 111 <laughs> what you don't i see steven seagal doing it that's what i see <laughs> oh man all right guys wait okay back to the sh- back to the show huh see what i did right there yeah buddy. Uh, okay city slickers directed by ron underwood stars obviously billy crystal jack palance daniel stern bruno kirby those are the guys. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's let's so let's talk about. So the reason we did kind of executive decision this is because I don't know what who mentioned. Maybe someone else has mentioned it in the past, but I suddenly was like, it like popped into my head halfway through the week, and I was like, God, city slickers, yes. And I remember it being uh, very funny. I remember it being a movie that I saw a bunch of times. It was awesome, and I genuinely hadn't seen it in like in literally easily over twenty years. Um, yeah. I was just too, I was actually pretty pumped to go back and rewatch this. Uh, yeah, I mean, I fell in love with it when I was a kid. Um, I saw it with my dad, and I think me and him, I've always been like the the treasure kind of type, you know, like go and hunt for treasure, metal detecting, that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, loved it. Lots of adventure. What did you What did you remember from it, Danny? Did you have specifics you remembered? Yeah, uh, you know, obviously Norman, hello, and that sort of thing. I remember the storm. And the down the river going after Norman and the the stampede, I think. So I remember a few things more than usual. <laughs> yeah. But you remember it. You remember it being like a, a, a comedy adventure. Oh, well. yeah. Yeah. No, it was funny. You know, it was lighthearted. I think all the adult undertones were lost on me back in the day. Totally. Until I watched it recently and I was like, God, this rings true, like 100% with me. I mean, I definitely missed all of that as a kid, right? Like, yes. It was just a a goofy dude ranch movie or something. Yeah. And a lot of like kind of sexual, like where where her ass is at 
hat. <laughs> Is that what he said? Green and green. like some things that I, I just like, oh, I don't remember that. I'm pretty sure I saw this in the theater, like with my parents. I don't, I don't remember having any like, you know, awkward kind of like, oh boy, they're talking about sex. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the same vein, they're talking about like setting up a VCR too. So it's yeah. kind of hard. Yeah. I mean, I think I remember it the same way you guys remember it. Like I remember seeing it a lot. I remember seeing it with my dad. Yeah. I remember like zany comedy adventure for sure. Okay. So let's get into it. So we open with the running of the bulls, right? We yes. open, we meet, uh, Mitch and Phil and Philzy, second Philzy. Oh my god, Philzy! I know Philzy. <laughs> Philzy, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> second one in a, uh, in a row, man. Oh my and god. Ed, right, is this Ed sporting Ed. goods salesman yeah, or something? Ed's sporting, yeah. sporting goods salesman. They're all doing this running the bull things, which sets up the bit where he gets stabbed in the butt by the bull. Yep. Everyone in Spain, it looks like Mario. Did you guys see that? Well, it totally looks like Mario. <laughs> and I don't care if it, it offends anyone. It's what it looks like. You're talking about like Super mean, Mario. Yeah. Because the clothing? Yeah. The like, hat. That, and the, like, that's like that's like traditional Mario running gear? of the bulls gear, right? You wear all white and, and like a red sash or whatever. What came first, that outfit or the video game? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, go ahead. <laughs> yes. Keep on going. Keep on tracking. You wait. Are you talking about the running of the Mario's that they did? Yeah. <laughs> but the fireball Mario. <laughs> uh, by the way, completely different country altogether. Um, yes. I think I think so. Yes, this uh, is Spain. Running of the Bulls is Spain. It all looks the uh, same to me. Yeah. You know, we're I stand corrected. We're not <laughs> in this kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So then Billy Crystal, Mitch gets uh, stabbed in the butt by the bull. And then, then he, in the doctor's office. And I got to say, even even at this point, I, w- I was like, oh, this sort of banter. It's This is kind of a funny. I was like, oh, it's a funny movie. There's like a lot of funny lines that I. I don't remember the movie verbally having anything funny to say as a kid. Like I couldn't right. remember any of the dialogue in the movie being funny at all, actually. <laughs> but but I did think it was already kind of funny. It was like getting going, I thought, in a good way. I, I will say that the opening credits concerned me. <laughs> like it was like what, five minutes or more of this like cartoon cowboy shit and it was like oh no wow i liked it oh man it just reminded me that like opening credits used to be so long and like were a whole thing to like make a deal about and our attention span has gotten so much shorter that it's like, oh, yeah. it's like, dude, kid, these credits need to need to be over. Well, that's now. my question. So my question, I was watching it, right? They list like pretty much the entire fucking crew of the movie in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then when it's, when it's over, they do it a second time. Right. Am yeah. I, am I wrong? No, no, you're, you're right. I mean, I'm, I agree. Yeah. I'm with Robert. Like those credits did go on for a long time. Yeah. But the cartoon was fun. Huh? No, I mean, no. it was, it was right. fun-ish, it was fine, but it was also like, I feel like when we saw that in the theater, surely we were laughing and loving it, right? Right. I bet. And it's just, it's just wild to think about. Is it because we're old now? 
No, I don't know. I also just think it's like, all right, get to it, get to it. Come on. Yeah. But the music, the music was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it, was like, it, it was like, it was like, they could have, might as well have been the Belize Academy music again. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. If you go to Pamplona to run with the Bulls, you wake up, it's the day of, you meet your friends down in the, the you know, town square or the cafe getting ready when you're talking about meeting yoshi and mushroom and the princess yes and and one of one of your friends comes down from from his room and he's wearing a mets uniform (laughs) would you say bro what the fuck are you doing come on we're in spain running with the bulls what are you doing get the fuck out of here Dude, Billy Crystal looks like he's wearing what he would wear if he was a bobblehead. (laughs) (laughs) He looks just like a fucking bobblehead. Yeah. I don't know. For some reason, that just struck me as like annoying that he has a full Mets uniform on. It's like, why you got to be this asshole? Like just, ugh, gross. Get out of here. Go Daryl Strawberry. (laughs) (laughs) Daryl. I swear to God, I thought that was the music from this movie right then for about really? seconds. <laughs> yeah, because it's the same. It's the same basic. Like it play every two seconds. It play, I do. There's a couple things I just want to say quickly. One is I. The second I saw, first of all, I agree with you 100, Robert. The second I saw Billy Crystal in all that baseball getup. I immediately was reminded that like Billy Crystal, who I think is a funny man and very talented, will never shut the fuck up about baseball. And I was no. like, oh, yeah. God, here we go. Like, we get it, Billy Crystal. You love baseball. That's fine. You can love it. Good for you. Lots of people love it. But like right out of the gate, I got to be like, oh, here we go. He likes the Mets a lot. New York baseball. And it right. was the beginning of so much baseball romance talk. That I just like, oh my god, bro! This segment was brought to you by Weak Sauce. Does hot sauce burn your delicate mouth? Do you need a glass of cold milk because medium sauce makes your eyes water? <laughs> I knew it, bro. You're weak, weak sauce. Weak sauce was designed in a lab of cuddles and kitten farts and chemically engineered to pack the softest punch. Weak sauce is weak as hell, just like you, bro. Pick up your weak sauce now at any of our weak sauce locations. And remember, bro, weak the sauce. Uh, okay, so so all that stuff happens, and then we get to his, and then it's his birthday, and he's back home, and. He gets woken up by his mom and his dad on the answering machine, which I thought was genuinely funny. I laughed at that actually quite a bit. And it turns out he's turning 39, which almost made me fall out of my chair. Yeah, man. I felt yeah. – I was like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> this movie's making me feel crazy old. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. I immediately looked up on the internet too. I was like, is Billy Crystal really 39 when he made the movie? And he was actually 43, it turns out. But yeah, that's, that's not all that much better. <laughs> no, it's not that much better. But yeah, oh, my God. All I, th- all I thought about was I was like, I was like oh, my God, this movie is going to be too real. That's the first yeah. thing I <laughs> Which we noted, by the way, that I'm 42. So we're yeah. all over 40 at this point. 
And I oh, still was watching the movie thinking to myself, look at these old dudes reconciling with their later lives. I wonder if I'm going to do that one day. And then know, right? reality came smashing down on me. <laughs> like a fucking ton of, of bricks. Like a ton of bricks. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, so I started freaking out. And then we go with Mitch to his job and he's failing his job. And then he goes to the classroom and that construction worker scene, which is hilarious, by the way. That guy (laughs) is a genius. I think that scene is very funny. Yeah. I yelled down at her, hey, you can't go there, you stupid bitch. (laughs) What the fuck is that? That was so, like, (laughs) abrasive and caught me off guard. He's talking to these kids. It was like, whoa, dude. Oh my god! Well, they loved it. They were laughing too. Yeah, I genuinely laughed out loud. And then he like goes back. Like I think later in the thing too, he's like, "Your fucking legs are crushed," and I'm lifting them up. And like, oh my god, it was just amazing. I love. And then I love when like Billy Crystal starts talking about his job, and he starts like jerking off. Yeah, yeah. Give me a break, boss. <laughs> oh my god, where's the movie about that guy? Huh? We yeah. should be watching that movie, dude. That's that what I wrote. Would get sad quick. I think. You write that movie? <laughs> yeah, that's what I wrote. I said, uh, what did I say? I said I would have loved to break off from Mitch at this point and just watch him do construction for the next hour. <laughs> <laughs> Someone should make a whole movie inspired by that story he tells at the, in the classroom. <laughs> Expand that out. You can you bulk that out into a solid, rock solid 90 minutes. This could be like him saying, uh, hello, Norman, like a million times, right? Right here. I yelled down at her, hey, you can't go there, you stupid. Like bitch. over and over again throughout the movie. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's totally. his catchphrase. Hey, oh, I said, <laughs> I said I wanted mozzarella, you stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my Was God. that offensive? Sorry. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, and that cutaway to him doing the yeah, jerk-off sign. Like, especially because it's like, I feel like it's like when Mitch is saying he feels like emasculated and doesn't know what to do with his yeah. life. And they cut to him and he's just all womp, womp. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> cry about it, baby. <laughs> and then we, uh, then, oh, and then for a second, that's Jake Gyllenhaal, which is crazy, by the way. Yeah. yeah. I was like, whoa. Whoa, what? That also made me have to go and look on the internet to see how old Jake Gyllenhaal is. And he's 40. <laughs> This movie had me <laughs> this movie had me looking directly into the void, guys. The entire time. Well, hey, I got a question though. Like, I feel like radio in the nineties, I, I mean beyond the nineties, like early two thousands, still it was mm-hmm. like cool, right? Like, if you knew someone that worked in radio, especially when you're yeah. a kid, you'd be like, "Yeah, my dad works in radio." And not be like that's all he had to say. Yeah, he doesn't have to say like exactly what he does. And also, Billy Crystal could have like hammed it up a bit and made it sound way cooler than it is, even if he thinks it sucks, right? Yeah, come in with some props, bro. Like yeah, he came like, in with I nothing. Work, yeah, dude. I mean, surely he there he, to fail. Yeah, dude. I mean, he's obviously spiraling <laughs> into deep depression, <laughs> right? <laughs> He could have been president president of the United States, and he still would have walked in there like like yeah, this sucks. My life sucks. Yeah, yeah. He, he was gone at that point. He was he was devastated. He's struggling, definitely. Um, okay, 
Then we get to Mitch's party. And this is the part, too, <laughs> where I looked at the watch and realized that we were 30 minutes into this movie. And they had wow. not even gotten to the ranch yet. Yeah. I did not remember any of this so part of the movie lead. at all. Right. Like, I just remember them going to the ranch, and that was most of the movie. It turns out that's like a third of the movie, basically. <laughs> yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> crazy. But it was, it was character development. I, yeah. liked, I liked it. I thought it was really good. Because now you know who everyone is and right. what their hang-ups are and their history. I thought it was great. And it's true. If you don't have that, it, then this doesn't make much sense, right? Just cut right. to driving cattle, and you don't give a crap. Yeah, I mean, exactly. it's true. If they just like immediately started the movie halfway through a scene with them driving cattle, I would be like, and Whoa. and then all they're doing is like exposition, kind of explaining why they are feeling the way they're feeling instead of like yeah. giving you a little bit of lead up. Then it, it's you know you're more yeah. invested, you're on board. No, it was I good. Like it was I was enjoying it. I was just I was just surprised that I was like, whoa, I can't believe like they haven't gotten to the ranch. Yet. Yeah, crazy. I agree. Because once they got in the ranch, I wrote a note said, God, this is boring. So. The the lead up, you know, it's necessary, but it, it kind of held it back, you know, in terms of like pacing, you know. Right. Yeah. I mean, in a weird way, it is a weird, we sort of talked about this a little bit. We'll talk about it more. I'm sure it is the the balance of the movie was much different than I anticipated, right? Like that I remembered it, right? Like to your point earlier about like, there's so much more, di- it's really just like a lot of dialogue scenes strung to, with some weird little comedy beat like with little sort of episodic comedy bits like shoved in Mm -hmm. which are like fun there's nothing wrong with it but just the balance of like so much more talking than i remember more like lead up than i remember i just like the only thing i remembered about the movie was them on horses and norman and hello and like jack palance so it's interesting (laughs) now going back like you think about it this is one of those movies i think this is the this is this this just as much as stand by me and big for me is like one of those where i'm like Whoa! Watching this later as a grown-up is is very different as an experience than what I remembered as a kid, which was that I just remember a bunch of cowboy hijinks. And it turns out the movie is like really very little that, and very much more all the other stuff. So yeah, it's like working through midlife crisis for all of them, right? Yeah, I mean, it is kind of a little. There were bits of it that definitely reminded me of Stand by Me for sure, but like. Stand by me with grown men who are forty instead of like kids that are, whatever. But it, there's yeah. like there are scenes where it's like I feel like they're doing similar stuff. Like one of them's got an asshole dad. One of them's like whatever. <laughs> this, you know what I mean? Like that, that whole bit with like we'll get to it. But like where Phil holds the gun and stuff is like all feels like kind of Stand by Me ish. So he's Teddy. <laughs> He's Teddy. I guess in that one, he kind of, wait, is Teddy the one who holds the gun? No, wait, loony! Teddy? <laughs> Teddy's the loony. <laughs> the loony. Or the son of the loony. Yeah. I feel oh, like yeah, he's wait. Teddy and Vern. I feel like he's... In one. He's Teddy and Vern, kind of, yeah. Kind of. Wait, who, who's Billy Crystal? It's um, gotta be... He's Will Gordy. Wheaton. Yeah, Gordy. Yeah, Will Wheaton. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Gordy, yeah. <laughs> okay, so guys. So the, we have the uh, the party. The, they give the dinner him. Scene. They give party him scene. the thing. We find out that uh, Phil's been sleeping with a girl. Uh, by the way, I love this line. I took one of those pregnancy tests, and Phil's like the ones on special. I don't yeah. Know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a heavy. That was an extreme interaction in front of everyone. <laughs> like. His outburst is comedy, dude. I love yeah. that whole scene. It's so funny. 
I know she was like, go, she's like, I'm going to the bedroom. And he's like, I'm surprised you even know where that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and he goes, if hate were people, I'd be China. <laughs> I like that one. There are like a lot, there's a lot of good, there's a lot of good lines. There's a lot of funny little one-offs and like bantery stuff that, yeah, that I thought that I enjoyed quite a lot, actually. I think a lot is a, that's a strong word. Oh, all right. Maybe. <laughs> I think There's I know some, where Robert's leading some. to. Yeah, I mean, I will admit that I did get very tired of Billy Crystal's character pretty quickly. Uh, yeah, the, the shtick. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. That's you that. know what's funny is that up until like the last maybe 20 minutes, none of his family, none of his friends or the strangers he, <laughs> the strangers he met, none of them were laughing at his jokes. <laughs> I, was, I was watching every time he said something. I kind of thought it was funny, but no one else thought it was funny until <laughs> the last like, 20 well, minutes. Well, it's all like so much of it is like, uh-huh, yeah. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not laughing out loud. Like yeah. when he's like, "Oh, Norman, sorry, I'm late." You know, traffic, and it's like, "Oh, because you're a cowboy. There's no cars around." I get it. It's hilarious. Like there's just so many of those jokes where you're just like, "It's." There's a lot of like, "I see what you did there." Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay so all right so we get we kind of skipping ahead but they get to the ranch we meet all the you know the other people ben and steve and iron and barry and bonnie i think is the woman and tr and jeff and cookie are the cowboys then we get this like kooky cowboy montage which again is this funny i'm not sure it's funny but like i guess what montage? Just the, like the hats. They're trying on the hats. Oh, like, yeah. The horses, no. and then they all got to ice their nuts because, you know. Nuts, I liked when he funny. spit the chew on the shirt and then said, oh, I'll take a shirt. <laughs> yeah, shirt that is too. funny. That, yeah. that was kind of funny. <laughs> was funny. I think like, I've used that I'm line throughout idiot. my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Curly shows up. And God. That, that, Dude, he changes the movie. He He changes that entire movie. Yeah. His presence. Yeah. It's so that. commanding, dude. And like like it, he almost makes it like a western just by himself. He is a badass, for yeah. sure. He's a badass and like I think you make a good point, Danny, where like it's so clear that he's a movie star and the rest of the people in the movie are also movie stars, but like he's clearly been a movie star for a long time and like knows yeah. how to yeah. work the camera. And like knows yeah. what a movie star is supposed to do when they, like you know what I mean like I'm not saying the other performances are bad but it's just it's such a difference like you said when he walks into the movie and you're like damn what a presence this guy has which yeah, is also the idea right but also Jack Palance is awesome so I wrote down um, Jack Pal- Palance makes me feel like I failed at being a man <laughs> <laughs> and it's true like like that's the that's the the typical guy that I would love to be is just you know. Just, this badass, you know, sits up straight and just, just, you know, everyone's afraid of. And dude, that guy is awesome. <laughs> he is awesome. <laughs> and then, like, if I threw a knife, it wouldn't like bounce in the dirt and hit someone in the shins. It would just stick. There. <laughs> you know, that's what I wanted. To right. <laughs> okay. So yeah, he is he is super awesome. Um, that yeah, okay. So then when they meet Jack Palance and Billy Crystal is terrified that this part, I, I like, I get it, but like. Billy Crystal is terrified that Jack Palance is going to kill him. Yeah. The whole time. 
like genuinely afraid that this man is going to murder him on this vacation they paid for. Right. It's a little bit like, what's going on here? I mean, also those two ranch hands or whatever, right? The other Mm -hmm. cowboys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess they're just pricks, but it's like, we're supposed to believe that these people pay, like this is their business, right? Is tourists coming and, and being cowboys for a week or two. And these guys who work on this ranch are just like drunk date rapists <laughs> and, like, and they still work there. And I don't know. It, it was a little bit like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, does feel like- Where's the accountability? Yeah. This is like a, this is like a proof of concept business that the, they're trying out this one time to see if they can get it up and run it. <laughs> oh, this is the first time they've ever done yeah, this. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense then. So trying to get the, the kinks out. Or <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> so then they hit the trail. And, you know, what's interesting about this is as I was making notes after this, and maybe you guys feel differently, but for the next like 15, 20 minutes uh, is all just little sort of bits and pieces. I don't really have a lot of notes other than like, yeah, I don't other either. than like, well, yeah. that, that was a kind of a funny line and like the coffee grinder, you know, yeah. it just like, there's a lot, it becomes this sort of like episodic. I get it. Like, Oh, there's city slickers. It's crazy. Until we yeah. get to Mitch and Curly and the, and them and the cow birth scene and that kind of stuff. That's like when the movie picks up again, I feel like. That's what I felt like too. And then also he got dragged by the horse. I feel like when the action started picking up, the whole movie started picking up. Yes. Now we get to uh, Norman uh, Norman and, well, Curly and Mitch are together and they go out and get the cows. Uh, Mitch has said hello probably 14 or 15 times so far in the movie. We get some more of it. <laughs> Yeah, that I think that's the point I make the note. What is with the hello catchphrase? Oh, was God. this was this like a catchphrase of Billy Crystal's in general? Or no? Was it just like something he thought was cute and cool for this movie? I think it's improvised. Yeah. Okay. I mean I, I that's what I think. I don't know. I just wasn't like I was like, why? What is happening here? <laughs> you know it's probably something that he did like once and it got like a laugh. Yeah, the like, whole set went nuts. They were like, oh, we'll just yeah. we'll keep, and he keeps doing it. And to be fair, like, you know, good job, Billy Crystal. I still know what that hello thing is 30 years later. But damn, <laughs> does he do it a lot? It happens all yeah. the time. Um, okay, so then we get the scene with Mitch giving, uh, helping to birth the cow, which I thought was a great scene. I liked most yeah. all of this Mitch and Curly stuff a lot. Yeah, absolutely. It was like Curly was letting down his guard. And they're bonding a bit, right? It was great. At the same time, Billy Crystal's still like afraid of afraid of uh, Jack Palance, right? Like crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, but not not after the like the night when then they sing. Wait, how did what was the order? The night and then the birth? No, it goes night singing, then baby birth, then they're like buddies. That's how. It goes. Yeah, because okay. when they're doing the night singing, he's still terrified of Curly, and then by the time they do the right the cow birth thing. He's like cool with him. And that cow birth thing yeah. I thought was like, first of all, crazy that like he really birthed a cow, which apparently he did. <clears throat> that was a fake cow. Yeah, that wasn't a real no, cow. No, no. I mean, it was a real cow that he pulled out of a fake cow. Right. 
Right. No, I read they I, they, no, they greased up Norman and <laughs> no, and I, then put him in a in a fake cow birthing canal. It was a prop. No, here's yeah. what I read is that this is from IMDb trivia, so who knows? But I read that they wanted to do it real, and they had three cows that were pregnant ready on standby during the scene, so that they could do more takes if they wanted to. No way. That's what it says. I don't think that was a prop. I read that it was a prop, and not only that, uh, then they cut away to a different scene, and they were using like a real cow or something like that, and and that was like a male steer that was like neutered, <laughs> or or um, they just cut to like back sack. <laughs> it's like, whoops, hold on. <laughs> so why, I'm sure here's what I bet it was, and I bet this is this is what I think it was if I remember it right. I bet in the beginning when he's like got his hands up and he's going like this was not in the brochure, which is kind of funny, and there's like goop all over his hands. I bet that is definitely a prop, but there is one shot where he pulls the fucking cow out of a what looks like a very realistic actual cow, and then he like falls and, around it, and it's Billy Crystal because I was watching the shot. So then, also Jim Carrey was birthed out of a rhinoceros in Ace Ventura when Nature Calls. That was real. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's also Billy Crystal's also in that scene pulling him out. <laughs> no dude well look i don't know i read something that said norman was like a few days old already they greased him up with like <clears throat> bloody jelly and pushed him out of a, a fake prop cow really i'm re- i'm reading it right now uh constructed by special effects in order to shoot the scene in which crystal makes a cow wow. uh yeah all right well fine fuck you internet that told me the wrong thing <laughs> okay so fake news they have the cow and then he shoots the mom at the end that like worked that worked well that was that was yeah. this whole all this stuff yeah. with like that and then curly talking about like falling in love and the secret that okay secret of life stuff like that stuff actually being 42 now and looking back on it like all that stuff i totally i got i got it all i really dug it i like it spoke i have i have some notes about that the love stuff, right? So Billy Crystal asks him, is he, has he ever been in love? And his memory is seeing this random woman working in a field, stand up, her dress is see-through, so he kind of sees her, her, the shape that God gave her, and then he just rides away. He's a cowboy. He doesn't, he doesn't have time for that shit. He's got a- and, then Mitch, and then Mitch says, what? But you could have been with her. Why didn't you go back? That that was maybe that was true love, and it was like, dude, he just saw like a beautiful woman, and then kind of perved on her for a second, and then left. It's like I don't know to equate that to like his his missed opportunity for true love just seemed weird to me. I mean, I hear you, and I think he he like had to ride away to like jerk off in a bush or something. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Into his hat. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, because Curly doesn't know how to like approach it. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, I, I, I agree with you. I see what you mean, but I also think there's there was something about it that still worked for me. Of like, without you're right, it's a little pervy, I guess. But he just saw. Well, and, and I'm not I'm not necessarily saying like look how pervy it is. It's also just like so inconsequential. He's like, yeah, one time I saw this hot woman, and then I rode away. And then he's like, what? 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 Why didn't you go? That could have been your true love. Well, but it's I like, think I, I, no, dude. It was just this woman I saw while I was riding my horse, and she was 
She was hot. Yeah. Curly talks about it in a more romantic way than that. And that he's like, you know, I mean, I guess I sort of get the idea of like, he sees this, this person, she's beautiful. She's everything. I suppose that he, in his mind, like he falls in love with this moment. And yeah. then ultimately whatever decides like, I'm a cowboy. I got to go do my cowboy thing. I'm never going to like be hunting, whatever. I'm never going to be settled down with anybody, but this is like the moment or, or, you know, anyways, it somehow, somehow it worked for me, this idea that you could see someone in a moment and then you could be in love with them in that moment that way forever captivated by that. Also because like he never did talk to her. And so there was never a chance for it to be anything real. Instead, he just sort of gets to hold on to this like romantic notion of this moment and this person. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, I don't know. I kind of liked it. It got, you know, it kind of got. I mean, I liked that scene, but I, I then started thinking about like, wait, that seems weird. Why is he pushing it so hard? Anyway, we're we're getting pivot. Started. I got to pivot. Rick Moranis was set to play Phil. Yeah, Daniel that would have been. Was a last minute replacement because Rick Moranis, whose wife had cancer, had to drop out. Talk. I think that would have been really. That would have changed it a lot. I, I don't know. Yeah. I think that would have been. I mean, I like Rick Moranis, but I don't know if it would have worked. I kind of like Daniel Stern more, if only because like Rick Moranis feels almost like too on the nose for that character. Yeah. You know, like he he's so, he he just plays usually he just plays such a taken advantage of schlubby guy that it's sort of like I don't know. I like Daniel. I like Daniel Stern's work at it, even though it's like it would have worked, I think, with Rick Moranis just some different way. I could see Rick Moranis cheating on his wife with the cashier and then like freaking out and having a big fight. I can see that. Yeah, that that would work too. Yeah, I think it would work. It would just, it would make the character a little more sad or pathetic or something, I think. Well, I don't know. He's like, <laughs> kind of a small, I mean, maybe Rick Moranis would have played it very differently. Who knows, right? But like, I'm just imagining Rick Moranis from like Ghostbusters and like other things where he's kind of like put upon. You know what I mean? So. Okay. Well, Anyways, all right. Norman shows up. Fine. Then uh, we have a bunch. Now we get into a little bit more of it. Oh, then uh, Curly uh, dies. Oh wait, wait! Uh, You're missing maybe the best part—the ice cream pairing challenge. Oh, for God's sake! God, that was oh, the dumbest what fucking the team. Fuck! That was horrible. And I was struggling to like remember it. And was it? It must have been funny back in '91. What do you think? I don't think so. I don't, I don't even know. know what's. I don't even know what's happening in that scene. Like, what is even that supposed to be about? Like, who gives a well, shit about these two? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> it's like they had something in their contract that they needed. They needed one more line or one more scene or some shit. And it was like, okay, throw in this fucking ice cream thing. I don't know, and make it like a gunfight, right? Like a at high noon, they like squint their eyes <laughs> that whole that whole that whole, like, that whole, oh, that whole dude, like, so like we, don't, we don't learn anything about anybody at the end of that it's, like, <laughs> it's so <laughs> dumb so we just learned rum raisin i realize i've never had rum raisin ice cream rum raisin yeah, yeah. and then it leads into also this conversation about baseball which also to me doesn't go anywhere like this whole it's like five minutes of just like 
I guess we just need them to like hang out and just babble for five minutes yeah. leading up to like early dying. I think the baseball, maybe that baseball scene sort of planted some some seed of Phil and uh, Phil Bonnie. And, was Phil that and, uh, Bever- What's her name? I have it written down. Bonnie? Bonnie. Yeah. Bonnie. Right? Because like all of a sudden when he was talking about why he liked it and him and his dad could talk and that was the only thing they could talk about and it's sort of like he was opening up and she was kind of seeing him as this maybe interesting guy. I don't know. Yeah, That's the only, I was struggling to see why the fuck is this scene happening? And that, that appeared to be maybe the only reason and showing that they're all kind of bonding, sitting around talking. I don't know. Yeah, it works. Thank you, Robert. <laughs> it totally works. <laughs> uh, it doesn't drive the plot forward, but yeah. yeah. It does not drive the But it's, I mean, I guess it's okay. That ice cream stuff though, I could have done without that for sure. Yeah. Then Curly dies, you know, which is all right. That was kind of, that was kind of, it was kind of emotional, I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and it right. was right right as they like cracked through his, you know, rough exterior. And he's like, look, guys, this Curly's a great guy. Look, I'll bring him over. And now he's dead. They don't get a chance to know him for this kind of caring cowboy that he actually is. Yeah. Is he really <laughs> caring, though? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think he gives a fuck about anybody. <laughs> you're right. Maybe you're right. <laughs> I mean, he opened up about some lady that he wanted to kind of fuck, <laughs> and that was about it. Yeah. Okay, you're right. He's a di- he's a dying. Oh, that what's that, that line says? If you said it was a dying breed, but I didn't know he meant literally. Like that's kind of funny. There's there's a little, little bit of yeah. funny. So then, so Curly dies, and then they all uh, decide they're going to carry on with Tr and Jeff, and then we get this great scene about the best day and the worst day of our life. Yeah, which is great, which I think is really good. And even though it has mostly to do with baseball again, for fuck's sake, um, which that is a true story from Billy Crystal's. Oh, life, I, I, that is a fucking shocker. I can't believe it. Yeah, I know, right? that's, the true story. <laughs> that's the one part of the movie that's the true part of like, get yeah. it, Billy Crystal. You have a fucking owner for baseball. It would have been great if both of his friends just kind of put their heads down and went, Jesus Christ. I know yeah. all that. They all can't get enough of it. They can't fucking get enough of talking about baseball and name-dropping baseball players. And, oh, I can't, it's obnoxious. You know, I'll say, though, it it was um, – it kind of made me remember, you know, my first time going to a baseball game and how – like romantic it was oh my god like look at it's it's a major league stadium and look at the field and like you see all the players and it was uh impactful at the time i mean i haven't thought of it until you know i again until i saw this movie and went oh yeah hey is that your best day no (laughs) i mean i think like i think it's a pretty good story in terms of like a character story i just like yeah. We just have had it's just like enough already with this like baseball business in the movie. Have you ever wanted to own your very own bathroom buddy? Now you can. Based off of the hit horror comedy Gremlins comes Rand Peltzer's most prized invention. And here's the best part: none of this shit works. The bathroom buddy brushes your teeth, combs your hair, and shoots shaving cream in your mouth when you least expect it. Remember the juicer from the movie? Now you can place a single orange inside and watch as 20 gallons of orange juice fuck up your kitchen. 
Rand Peltzer, winner of the Razzie Award for Worst Invention 30 Years in a Row, is back with all of his useless gadgets. And don't bother suing him when someone loses an eye. Rand is fucking penniless. Rand Peltzer, stupid ideas for a fantastic world. He makes the logical illogical. And then we get Ed's story about his father and stuff, which I also, which I think is, what I liked about this scene, I would say, even the baseball stuff from Billy Crystal, I guess, is I haven't seen this movie as a 40-year-old thinking about my own father, thinking about what would be my best day, my worst, like never in my, never have I watched this movie from the other side of the thing. And it was very affecting to me in the sense that like, it really it really digs, it really ex- explores in three different people, like h- how fathers and sons can be so different from one another. And also like fathers and sons are such a huge part of like being a son has so much to do with also your father, both in good ways and bad ways. And it's sort of all, it, 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 it was definitely stuff that spoke to me personally. It did for me too, because um, Ed, you know, the same kind of thing, like, you know, my childhood was all fucked up because of my dad and my stepdad. And so what he was saying rang a bell and it kind of brought me back to my childhood and in his reaction, when uh, Billy Crystal said, what was your worst day? And he goes, same day. Like, that's totally true. You know? Yeah. God. So really like heartbreaking. And also like, like Bruno Kirby, like he, that guy's doing some good acting right there. Like he's, he, he delivers it. I will say that this, that scene felt a little long. Because not only is he asking, what's your best day? What's also your worst day? And they're all going into detail about everything. I felt like that was a little bit long for me. When it got to Bruno, I was like, all right, let's wrap this up. Because once again, (laughs) we're not going forward. We're kind of stalled (laughs) on the fucking trail. (laughs) It's because we had to listen to fucking Phil's dog shit story in the middle. (laughs) That was the best one. I don't know. At least he oh, had a joke. I, I, I didn't remember right. his story. What was his story? He was getting married and his dad like was like all Yeah, he was proud of him. Come on. Yeah, hey, hey. Whatever. Was a piece Fuck of Billy. Or whatever his name is. Billy. 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 Okay. So then the next scene is uh TR. Oh, Cookie gets drunk and uh, again, we're like this, this story, all these like, scenes just like get us through it. Like Cookie gets drunk and drives the thing, and the horses die, and then TR. It just goes on and on. Why did Cookie like just freak out and start like going that, nuts? And yeah, he just all of a sudden ride. like hit a tipping point of of intoxication and just went nuts, right? <laughs> like he's fine for hours. Yeah, and all of a sudden, <laughs> something kicks in in the alcohol. He's just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Also, by the way, logistically, how does one draw a smiley face on one's own ass? <laughs> I mean, I think it's doable. <laughs> it would be like so crooked, and like, yeah. you work on that inside of the wagon, oh, yeah. with a mirror before you practice. Yes, or does he always have that there the whole time? Oh, this is building up. So he was planning to do this from like day one. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> yeah, like, if you notice that that the ink that's on them, it's kind of like washed away and dried up. Like it's been on them for a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> he just like he just like before they go on every run with with customers, he's just like, well, get the old uh, butt smiley face going, and then just in case, I can break it out whenever I want. Just it'll be fun. It's a fun campground. Uh, it's a fun campfire uh, shenanigans. Yeah, I mean, better to have it and not need it, you know? <laughs> it's a trial run. We'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. This is their first go-round. So. Yeah. Also, did Cookie drive his cart off of a cliff? Was he in the cart when it hit? No, he jumped out. He jumped out. Oh, he jumped out. Yeah. He broke, he broke both of his legs jumping yeah. out. Jesus Christ. <clears throat> I feel like... Everyone should have taken turns kicking Cookie's ass. <laughs> after that, I, think I really blew it big time. If <laughs> yeah, anything, that is Cookie, Cookie should be like fired upon upon their arrival at the end yeah. of the film. Right, they arrive and he's still just there, happy old cook. <laughs> like, <I know. laughs> you guys literally is responsible so for. Thousands of dollars in horse damage death. Those horses are expensive. Oh, dude, they're like, yeah, five, ten grand, like, dude. Fucking, what, those people could have died out there. Yeah, there's there's a lawsuit coming, by the way. Like, uh, cool, yeah. thanks for giving my money back. <laughs> I'm going to fucking sue you. I think there's some extensive waiver signing when you do one of these dude ranch deals. <laughs> <laughs> Sign away all liability. <laughs> Wait, do you think that the people who set up that real life... Uh, City Slickers thing I was looking at saw this movie and they're like, well, we got to get rid of the booze. We can't have a cookie situation. On our Surely. <laughs> no, I mean, actually, if I'm being honest, I think there was something to do with uh, reservation lands uh, and, and federal regulations for no alcohol on federal reservation lands. I don't know. Something like that. Hmm. Do you want to, maybe we should that dig into that for the next So we should unpack that. So <laughs> federal regulation. Sounds like a hoot. Yeah. <laughs> um, Subsection C of regular, anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, hang on here. Let me just, let me just, let me just. Okay, it was boring. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, TR and uh, Jeff get drunk and threaten to murder Norman. Um, and then Phil gets the gun. And this whole, this, we talked about this earlier, right? This is all, it feels very like stand by me. And then what happens? Then, then they decide to split up, right? TR bails. They bail, yeah. The two right. ranch TR and Jeff bail. Everyone decides they're fucked. They don't have a map. They don't know where they're going, right? And they should just abandon the herd and mm-hmm. make their way. And Ed and Philzy decide they'll hang back and, and deal with the herd. Right. And then they and then they do and then but then Mitch shows up pretty quick style and joins them up again. I don't feel is- like Ed was very happy to see him to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> he rode up, he's like, Oh, cool, join us. Okay. And it does take literally like forty two seconds for us to get some more hello, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> and they're talking there's that scene where they talk about recording on VCRs, which is which was somehow a good I somehow enjoyed that. I don't know why. It yeah. Was like it was kind of that was kind of funny and like kind of nostalgic remembering that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, oh my god, like, I, I totally forgot about that thing you have to 
where you have to put the TV on channel three. I forgot. Yeah, it was like, oh, wow, that's right. <laughs> and I'll be honest, I don't think I ever figured out how to record a no. different channel. No, not at all. And yeah, <laughs> it was no, I, I was like, oh, that's what you do. <laughs> Uh, okay, more hello. I have a note here at this point about the score and how I've had enough of it. Um, because uh, I, I like like when when Billy Crystal comes back. Uh, yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly right. the music that's playing. <laughs> I like it a little bit, like when Billy Crystal comes up over the hill to bring those you know three cows back, and it's kind of playing. It's like triumphant and old Westy and, and that, that was kind of cool. I thought. Yeah, I think I do like the, and I, I had a, I had a note too about how like, I'm pretty sure. And if you like talk to the person who scored the movie, that their like whole thing was to like use score that was very reminiscent of the kind of score you would see like in whatever fifties and sixties Westerns. Mm-hmm. But, like every single time something like goofy is hap- is supposed to happen, it goes like vada bomb, zabomb, bada bomb, bada. Like that and then like, <laughs> time. And then like it's just it's so like over it's just like hammering away at you, like every scene with the whatever, it's fine. You know what? It's fine, I guess. And then we get to the river crossing scene. That was a good scene. I think the whole rain like storm scene. They looked cool, man. They looked like cowboys. Yeah, they totally yeah. Did, right. It was like wow. It just looked cool, like the the wardrobe. The I don't know. They it just it it just kind of caught me. It's like wow, this is really looking like legit cowboy movie for a like second here. Going down that muddy hill, yeah. like I had so much respect for all three of those guys doing that shit. Like, yeah, they terrifying. actually did that, yeah. Yeah, they totally did. It yeah. looks like I don't know how they couldn't have because they were like zoomed in on them and the horse yeah. and the hill behind them. So it's like yeah. shit, man. I did read that that Kirby guy um, was seriously allergic to horses. So every time they had a day of horse shooting, like scenes, he had to take like allergy shots, like <laughs> oh Jesus, <laughs> and just just fucking deal with it. It's <laughs> like damn, dude. That's Whoa. pretty. I mean, that's pretty badass. I have I have another one that I the one I have a fact that I read too, which is that Daniel Stern intentionally didn't take any horse training before shooting because he wanted to learn to ride a horse while making the movie about learning to ride a horse. Wow, he's the only one because everyone else has kind of jumped on horse and like fucking like doing stunts and shit. I'm like, whoa! <laughs> my wife, my wife did that. Uh, she used to do competitions with with horses and stuff. Really? Whoa. Oh yeah, yeah. And actually, her sister was like uh, world champion. Whoa! Um, wow. Yeah. Like for, Have you like, ever ridden baby. horses? Oh man, I did it one time and I was terrified and my fucking ass cheeks were hurting and it I was never not have. Yeah, I mean, I I've just, sat on a horse and had someone like lead it right when I was like. Eight years old, but that's, yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, that's, what it's, that's exactly that was enough for me, man. Yeah. Horses are um, pretty hectic, man. You realize, Danny, we're talking about doing this in real life. <laughs> I know. I think we should assess that decision more, scrutinize that a bit more before we all go off somewhere. You can't Agreed. ride a horse, can you? I mean, I can't ride a horse, but I have ridden a horse more than being led by someone on a horse. Yeah. Well, so we I definitely need to consider like. I asked my wife. Zero horse riding skills. Can we do it? Yeah. So I I asked her that, and she's like, she she got quiet. She's like, ah. (laughs) She's like, I really, 
it's it's dangerous because my wife broke her arm two different times where she had to get like plates inserted into her elbow and stuff. Oh shit! And she's had like I don't know like four or five concussions or something like that. Like you fall off all the time, and if we don't know what the hell we're doing, and we're supposed to herd cattle, yeah, <laughs> like I don't know. Well, we should look into, we'll look into it because I'm sure that a lot of these things, or there must be some where like well, most people don't know how don't to ride have a horse. To, yeah, you don't have to come with like horse riding experience, right? But right. I will right. say for a couple days, and then I yeah. will say I will say like. The few times that I've like, you know, whatever, trotted on a horse and like actually got very few times. I've done it like twice. I think where I actually tried to like go fast on a horse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could easily get back <laughs> on top of that thing, and you are like, you're like eight feet in the air, so you're going like twenty miles an hour, eight feet off the ground. God, so yeah, dude, you fuck yourself up really badly. I'm gonna wear like a neck roll and fucking shoulder pads, helmet, <laughs> bubble wrap. <laughs> like, all right, get them on, doggies. <laughs> okay, like the, the Christmas story kid. <laughs> oh yeah, right. All the padding, in the padding. Yeah, I'm gonna, have, I'm gonna have someone run alongside me with like a mattress. <laughs> I'll just like I just want like the thing they use in the movies where they just pull like they just have someone sit on like a horse shaped thing and they just pull like them on a wagon. <laughs> <laughs> like a carousel horse? You're just gonna yeah. be sitting a mounted <laughs> carousel horse. Giddy up. Or like maybe I'll just I'll just bring, I'll bring my own like Shetland pony and ride that instead. I'm gonna get a mini pony. A mini yeah. horse. Uh, okay, so they do the whole rescue at the end. All this stuff's great. I agree with you guys. They do look badass. I don't know where Mitch got his cowboy outfit, but um, yeah, I was thinking about that too. Where did they all of a sudden all get? Well, at least the other like, two, like super the badass coats and shit. Like, where did these yeah. all come from? Well, the, I guess the other two could have had them with them, but like Billy Crystal has like exclusively been wearing the same stupid oh. Mets T-shirt. The yeah, well, time. he took he took. Curly's hat, right? Oh, is that where the hat came from? Yes, I think that's Curly's hat. Oh, okay. And then he did buy that like weird suede vest. Oh, um, are you supposed to bury a cowboy with his hat? Aren't you supposed yeah, to bury him? They specifically mean. took it. Though. Dude, they fucking robbed his ass. He took his. They took his like coat and hat. <laughs> yeah, pretty presumptuous like, to just like steal Curly's things. Yeah, it was a bit hectic. I mean, just the fact that they buried him, they just buried him out in the middle of nowhere. I know. It's kind of hectic. It's like, whoa, dude. I feel like you maybe bring him back and notify family. Although, <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's kind of a loner, right? He doesn't have No, to. he's got a twin brother, City Slickers, too. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's true. Oh, my God. That's true. Wait, what if they just, what if they called that woman he fell in love with that one time? She doesn't even like know who he is. <laughs> Listen, Curly died. He left everything to you. You've got to deal with the body. There's a lot of expenses. He was hundreds of thousands of dollars in credit card debt, <laughs> gambling uh, debt. Jesus, gambling debt. Yeah, he has like several cards. several illegitimate children who are all in various states <laughs> of like legal uh, legal work with trying to get money from him. He's a complicated man financially. A lot of a lot of a lot of bad stuff there. <laughs> All right. Hello. Oh, oh Norman. Hello. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Then they and then they arrive at the end. We're pretty much at the end of the movie now. 
Um, but the movie does then the, that thing with the cows all being slaughtered. Whoa. Like that was also pretty heavy way to. Yeah. Like let's have us an amazing adventure. Now let's kill us some steers. Right, no, it, right. was, it was, uh, they just dark cut to like the killing floor over the end credits. Just <laughs> one cow after the other. Just walk. Next Dude. one. Just one after the other. Norman said just comes to a stop. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down uh, a better ending would have been to cut three to three months later and they're walking out of the woods 60 pounds 65 pounds lighter <laughs> um, yeah, they're just like near death yeah it becomes like it becomes like alive suddenly and they're just like, <laughs> yeah it's just it's just uh it's just Mitch and that's it he, he's eating the other two guys <laughs> You got to be careful about eating Filzy because he has some rash from making in the bushes. Making in the bushes. What I know. Also a hilarious line, by the way. <laughs> and then we get to the end and they all come back home and everyone's happy and we get one last hello and then the movie ends. Well, Jake Gyllenhaal wants to watch his parents make out. What the hell was that about? Oh, yeah. Weird. Did you see that part? Uh like he's well, kissing his wife, right? And then like his daughter ahead. puts her, his daughter puts her hand over his eyes, and he forcefully removes it and has this big goofy smile on his face, so he can uh, watch his parents make out. Well, you know, look, like, no. that was hot stuff right there. That was sexy stuff. Maybe he hasn't seen him kiss before. They've never kissed before. They're they ever. Anyway, <laughs> <that's fucking> <laughs> creepy. <laughs> Interesting. Hey, so, did, did did you know his daughter was actually his daughter? I, f- I found that out after I was trying to like see who the cast was. Right. And it was, yeah, yeah his actual daughter. daughter. Yeah. Well, that was Billy Crystal's actual daughter. Uh huh. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. All right. There we go. I'm thinking right now <laughs> that maybe if they made a sequel to this movie that I would like to maybe see like Jake Gyllen, like let's say, okay. So Mitch and his wife die in a car accident and then, Naturally. Because they're driving around a full-size cow in their car. <laughs> and then Jake Gyllenhaal gets adopted by the construction worker guy. Wouldn't that be okay. good? Yeah. That would be a great movie. I just want more construction worker guy. I yelled down at her, hey, you can't go there, you stupid bitch. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, God. Jesus. All right. All right guys. a movie for next week? Well, Ed, yeah, so wait. Ed, no, what's his name? Jack. Palance, 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 uh, Palance. He won an Oscar for this movie. No, yeah, he yeah. did. He did. Was it posthumously? How do you say? No, no, because it was a whole thing where he did one arm push ups on stage. I remember. Yeah. he won for best supporting actor or best actor. He was on for like ten minutes. I know it's kind of wild, huh? I mean, I think he did a good job, but it surprised me to. It must have been one of those. Out. It must have been one of those. He's been stiffed a lot in his in his life, so we need to make up for it. That's yeah, it was. he was yeah. up against like uh, what movies? JFK. Oh wow! Barton Fink and Bugsy, I think, were the three movies that had supporting actors nominated. And I mean, like, I don't remember. I mean, Bugsy. What was that? That was like a mob movie, right? That's, uh, it's yeah. a, that's Warren Beatty. And yeah, 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 yeah. That was a good one. That, that was good. good. JFK was like, 
I feel like I remember that being a great movie and like heavy. I did just rewatch that movie like a week ago. Oh, really? Yeah. By the way, it's an awesome movie. It goes on. It's literally three and a half hours long. It is. I remember that was a two VHS movie, right? Yeah. I think it's Tommy Lee Jones who gets yeah rated for that, and he yep. he is also good in that. I don't know. Maybe Jack. Maybe, but the reason they gave it to Jack Pounds is like we were talking about. As soon as he shows up in the movie, it's like boom, and then yeah. you know it's, it's true. Like, but I bet you're right, Danny. It's also probably one of those things where, like, right, they're like, we haven't given this guy one. This is a great He's been acting for seven years or yeah, something. Like it's good enough that we could that we feel good about rewarding him for the performance because it's a very good performance. But it's also a little bit about this man should be honored as a performer overall, kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, anyways, guys, before we do next week's movie, what do we think about this movie, Danny? You go first. Does it did it hold up? Uh, was it fun? Was it a funny adventure the way you remembered, or like, what do you think about it? It was a lot slower than I thought. I'm gonna give it a thumbs up, but it was. I'm I'm kind of on the fence. It was still fun. It was still entertaining. I laughed a few times. It was worth a watch, but yeah, it wasn't like fuck. This this thing was way better than I remembered. You know, it wasn't like that at all. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you, Danny. I think yeah. that it was a lot less laughs than I remember. Um, mm-hmm. A lot more just kind of drama, heavy, working through emotions and stuff. But but good. And I would I would still land on the the thumbs up side of the fence, but I'm close to that fence. So Yeah, me too. Yeah. Jonas? Yeah, no, I think I, I agree with that. Not as funny as I remember, way more poignant and dramatic than I remembered. Obviously that makes sense though, I guess, from a kid and then now we're grown ups watching it. But yeah. I think yeah. it does a really good job though of like of a of of having a conversation about some of the stuff that people that we think about around this age and that people think about around this age and I did really like the relationship between the three of them that felt like a natural friendship so I would mm-hmm. say thumbs up I'm not I don't know that I'm going to watch it again real soon for the comedy bits but like overall enjoyed it how about this does this make you want to watch City Slickers too I was going to suggest that we do City Slickers too yeah. this next podcast. It wow. does make me. It does make me want to watch City Slickers too. Actually, <laughs> oh, okay. Because I would rather choke myself to death. Than <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen City Slickers. I haven't seen City Slickers in just as long. Yeah, um, I think I, I saw think, it I when it came like, out. You know, see, we, we've never done a back-to-back sequels. Maybe this would be the one. That's true. You know, but the wheel decides, Jonas. I mean. We can veto it, apparently, but we <laughs> doesn't mean shit, but <laughs> that's true. That's true. So let's spin the wheel. All right, let's spin the wheel, guys. Here we go. I want to put on Waterworld. Is that crazy? Um, No, we can put that on. Oh. Why don't you get rid of Flight of the Navigator and put Waterworld on, right? Then we yeah. get Waterworld and City Slickers 2 on there. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. All right. I haven't okay. seen Waterworld since Also, it- I'm putting up The Postman. Oh, 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 no. Oh, oh, oh. no! 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 Absolutely no! No way! Postman. Water world. Right, you better give this a good spin, bro. <laughs> I did that last time. <laughs> I want to hear a long ticking and titty slickers. Too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Ready? Come on, postman. Here we go. Yeah. 
Oh man, it just missed the postman. Uh, Street Fighter. Oh, oh yes, that'll be a good one. Okay, well, okay. Street Fighter, it is. Wheel has spoken. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Wheel, for once again blessing us with a title for us to watch. Oh, how we bow before your great oh, Wheel. wheel. Lo, how you bestow your cinematic wisdom upon us. We thank you. Oh, broken, by the way. It almost fell off the reel. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. Let's wrap it up. Okay. So that uh, concludes another episode of Back to the Show, guys. City Slickers. I feel like that was a good one. I feel like that was a good a good choice to look at. Uh, next week. Three and a half stars. Three and a half stars. <laughs> out of how many stars? Five. All right. I mean, yeah, I'd probably give it three and a half also. <laughs> yes. Wrap it up. There we go. <laughs> All right, guys. Next week we do Street Fighter. Uh, Fighter we, will not, we will not switch it up this week in the middle of everything. So Street Fighter next week. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, shout out to Terry. Thanks for sticking with us, bro. And, Love uh, you, Terry. Yep. We'll see you. Who is this Terry? Terry, hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever. Whatever. You know what? I don't understand why you got to insult Terry like that. (laughs) Never met the man. (laughs) Uh, Okay, guys, that's it. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you both. It was another time. All right. See you guys. Bye, everyone. Thanks, everybody, for listening.